0: Chapter 14, entrusting our heart to God alone. In God only do I entrust my heart. John two twenty four to 25. But Jesus on his part was not entrusting himself to them, for he knew all men. And because he did not need anyone to testify concerning man, for he himself knew what was in man. Jesus entrusted his heart and his life to his father. His identity was in his father. The purpose for his life was in his father. He knows what lies in the heart of man. Yes, even those who are following him today. I wonder what would have happened to Christ if he'd entrusted his heart and life into the hands of Mary, Joseph, and his siblings. At one particular point, James didn't even believe Jesus was the Messiah. At another given time, his family thought he had lost his mind. What about his own disciples? His disciples were the closest family members Jesus had and yet Jesus wouldn't entrust his heart and his life to them and for good reason. What do you think would have happened to Jesus if he had entrusted his life into Peter's hands? The man who confessed he would go with him even unto his death who then denied him three times when the pressure was on. It wasn't just Peter who failed Christ. All the other disciples declared that they too would go to their deaths and yet when push came to shove, they were nowhere to be found. They all scarpered to keep alive the very lives they said they were prepared to give up. What about the actions of Judas? Jesus calls him a friend at the point of betrayal. What type of person is able to call friend, the one who is turning the knife for a mere 30 silver coins, the one who has his heart and life entrusted to the one who is forever faithful and trustworthy? What about in the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus asks his tight three to pray for him while he goes and seeks the Father, knowing he is about to go to the most brutal death? The Bible describes his sweat as being like blood running down his brow. This describes the state that Jesus was in, as he knew his death was imminent. He is hours away from his physical life being ended, and all he asked is if his closest disciples could spend this time in prayer with him. The scripture below depicts the position his disciples were in matthew twenty six thirty six to forty six Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples. Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour. Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. If Jesus had put his life, his trust, into the hands of man, I'm not sure he would have been able to go to the cross." The pain of being betrayed, having those closest to you deny that they even know you and those who you love fall asleep in your darkest hour of need would be enough to crush any person. And yet Jesus is able to look past all offense and betrayal and still love these men and fulfill his purpose. He is able to do this because he had not entrusted his life, his heart into the hands of man, but into the hands of his father. Jesus is the perfect model for us to follow. We as his followers are not to entrust our hearts or our lives into the hands of anyone or anything. Not a spouse, a child, a parent, a grandparent, a best friend, nor relative. Nor are we entrust our lives into our careers, sport, money, our abilities or gifts, possessions, nor our ministries. It is this that enables us to live for his will and mature as his spiritual family in both word and deed. Jesus also knew what was in man and knew the potential that man has to miss the mark. Jesus knows the frailty of the flesh and that when push comes to shove, the flesh will always protect itself. The flesh will always put itself first when the acid test is applied. Jesus knew that he couldn't entrust himself to man and neither must we. Our purpose for living must not be in man. Our identity must not be in man. Our hope and joy must not be in man. Our future must not rest in the hands of man. Unfortunately, for many followers, this is where we do entrust ourselves. We entrust ourselves to our natural family, and we place our natural family's needs and wants ahead of the will of the Father. Hence, our lives are not defined by who Jesus says his family is, but through our own understanding. We rationalize and justify all this away, coming up with a multitude of of excuses to make ourselves feel better and to prevent ourselves from change, keeping intact the life that we want rather than the life he is calling us to. Possible dangers of entrusting our heart to man. I wonder how Zebedee felt when his sons James and John just got out of the boat and immediately started following Jesus. What if Zebedee's identity and his reason for living are in his sons? His sons just got up and left him. Not only are they leaving him, but what about their livelihood? Zebedee's livelihood is in the fishing industry. His future and his family's future is dependent on their ability to catch fish and make a living, and now his sons have just left the family business, which brings in food and money to be able to buy the other essentials they need. So much for giving four weeks notice. I can't do this work all on my own and you haven't even given me adequate time to replace you. Right here, we can see the enormous potential for Zebedee's heart to be crushed if he has entrusted his heart and life into his son's hands. This was not what Zebedee had planned for his sons. He had his own dreams for them. What are they doing? This is foolishness following this rabbi. They were going to take over the family business and keep in him in his retirement of old age. We were going to be together our whole lives. All this just got messed up and possibly unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment, hatred, hurt and pain are knocking on the door of Zebedee's heart. Waiting to come in and establish themselves, making their home in his heart. If Zebedee has entrusted his heart and life into the hands of his boys to accomplish the will of his family, then the potential for his heart to be swamped and overrun by these destructive elements is massive. If I was a betting man, I know exactly where I'd be putting my money. I want us to imagine something. I want us to imagine that this did in fact happen, that Zebedee had entrusted his heart and life into the hands of his boys and that all these destructive elements came in and made their home in his heart. The man is devastated and the man is carrying around in his heart this disdain for his sons. The hurt, the bitterness, the resentment, the possible hatred he now has in his heart towards James and John is all-consuming. And yet all this could have been completely avoided if he had entrusted his heart and life to God instead of his sons. Let's have a look at Hebrews 12.15. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and by it many be defiled. We are to be full of grace so that no root of bitterness can grab a hold of us. In other words, full of his life operating in us, full of his power so that if any offense, hardship or persecution comes, we are not taken out by it. I wonder who Zebedee would have blamed for the way he was. It certainly couldn't be his fault. I mean, how could it be? He wasn't the one who made the decision to leave his sons and the family livelihood. I'm sure he would have convinced himself that the injustice that he had suffered was at the hands of his sons. And yet all his sons are trying to do is be obedient to the call of Christ. All they are trying to do is the will of God. They have heard the call and they are responding to the call. They are putting the will of their father ahead of the will of their natural father and things have not gone well. When we too make decisions that take us toward the will of God instead of the will of our natural family, we too can expect to upset the apple cart. Are we prepared to be persecuted by those closest to us when it comes to accomplishing his will? I hope so, otherwise we unfortunately won't be able to accomplish his will. The Father is no respect of persons regarding his will being accomplished. Jesus once again modeled this for us. It didn't matter who it was. He was always putting his father's will ahead of his natural family's will. It is in these moments that we truly start to see the heart of man be exposed for what truly lives in it. Does this bring to life what the scripture meant when it says, for he himself knew what was in man, John two twenty-five. We get to see the true state of the heart and who in fact we have entrusted our hearts to. It is a sad reality that the people who are supposed to be our greatest fans and support to see us come into the fullness of life in Christ can become our greatest hindrance and opposition. These people can become an anchor who hold others back because of the massive insecurity and fear that lives within them. And without knowing it, they attempt to entangle others in this web. They do this because they have entrusted their heart to man rather than Christ but this doesn't have to be the case. God can set us free from this bondage. The Bible says all things are possible in God, and if we are prepared to step out and trust in Him, then He can do a genuine work of transformation in our hearts where He releases us from the form of bondage and forms within us more of His life, which brings freedom. We are only to entrust our lives and our hearts to one person, Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Then and only then, we will be able to demonstrate this type of wisdom. When we live from this new dimension of faith in Christ, we are able to trust man. However, we do not put our trust in man. If man breaks our trust, this breaking does not break us because we have not trusted in man. We have only decided to trust man. If this trust gets broken, we find ourselves being able to love man as the Father loves. It is the demonstration expression of this love that can restore the relationship, keeping oneness in spirit, which is the major goal of God's people. Surgery is required. There is some major surgery required in the hearts of many followers of Jesus, where the master surgeon wants to come and cut away all the arteries of the hearts that find themselves connected and attached to the hearts of others, especially physical family. Like a master surgeon with a scalpel, the sword of the spirit, he wants to surgically cut and remove all the arteries that are connected to the hearts of others and reconnect them to himself. All those arteries or tentacles that are connected to others are now connected to him, and we become wholehearted followers of Jesus who are now ready to do his will and become the family he intends us to become. For the first time in our entire lives, we are now able to love our Heavenly Father with all of our heart because we have been severed from others and reattached to Him. We are now wholeheartedly His because we have allowed the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, to have His way in our hearts and minds. We are now able to say with all authenticity and truth that we love Him with all of our hearts. The words we speak and our actions are now aligned, maybe for the first time. And the life that this brings in us and to our lives is indescribable. We now find ourselves with his love in our hearts and able to love him with all. Because of this work being done within us, we are now able to love others as he does. We now find ourselves loving all people with this unconditional love, irrespective of our personal relationship with them. The love we now have for our spouse, children, brother, sister or parent is the same love we have for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And the love we have for the body of Christ is the same love we have for the lost. In other words, we love all people the same, irrespective of our physical relationships with these people because we have become wholeheartedly in love with him. We are now truly capable of loving like the Father because the Father's love coming forth from us isn't determined by how close our physical relationships are with people, but by the Father having our entire heart. We find ourselves transitioning from living for ourselves and our own selfish ways and wants to living for His. The Bible says you will know love by this, that He laid down His life for us and we ought to lay down our own lives for our brethren. This is 1 John 3, 16. How many of us as His followers are actually living from this higher order when it comes to spiritual family? Because we have entrusted our hearts to Him, rather than anyone else. This new position is the position he lived his life from while on earth, and it is to be our position too. We are new creations in Christ, and this is how new creations in Christ are to live. This powerful work of the Spirit is to start with me, and I am to be leading my wife and my children into this truth first. It is then to blossom into the lives of the men I am discipling, and then into the wider community of believers I am leading. From here it goes into the world. This, I believe, is Christ's pattern for this discipleship, transformational change, not the other way around.